Hi, everybody. This is The Big Thought, um, joined by Julia. Uh, she works for uh, 21 Genius. Um, it's a, a company that, that uh, teaches you how to learn in the most effective way. And of course, we've got Winston Williams here with us. Uh, mm -hmm. So we're going to go through uh, what, uh, what she does and how she does it. Okay, so welcome. Hello, welcome. <laughs> No problem. So, so yeah, tell us uh, more about what you what you do and what your your what the course is all about and and various different things that that come along with it. How you how you came to doing what you're doing? Sure. So, Genius in Twenty One Days is a course that helps people to really, I think, doing three things mostly in terms of learning. On one side, increase the confidence that you have immensely because you achieve a lot of results so that you thought you weren't able to achieve before. This, of course, breaks some barriers inside of as to the limitations that you thought you had. Yeah. On the other side, it puts you back in charge of your learning. So a lot of people don't really know how to learn. And so they, they settle for things that are not the ones that they would like to. So I hear so many times people that say, oh, I would love to do this, but I would love to learn Spanish, but it's so hard. Or I would love to start studying medicine, but that's so hard. And that, that kind of talk, self-talk, affects a lot of things. So for sure, being back in charge, knowing that you have a method that depends on you and you, that suits your own characteristics, that's extremely important. And the third aspect that I believe is uh, fundamental as well is that after taking Genius in 21 Days, people fall in love with learning again. And that's really what we want for people because I believe that as human beings, we are here to learn, to evolve, to grow. And unfortunately, through school, through certain kind of experiences, we may fall out of love with learning, but it's possible to love learning again. And when we are passionate about something, we do it more. And learning is something that's fundamental every day. So how do we do that? We basically understand how you are supposed to learn because uh, at times you hear there are like uh, memory techniques courses, speed reading courses. And although we use memory and uh, memory techniques and speed reading as part of our course because they're fundamental, you can't expect people to learn memory techniques and speed reading all in the same way because everyone's brain is different. Everyone's way of processing the information is different. Everyone uses different learning styles. And when I talk about learning style, I'm not just saying like visual, auditory, kinesthetic, that's the most common one that you hear about, but there's so many more mm. that people really uh, learn by. And according to what learning styles you have developed, of course, you will like to receive the information in a different way. You will picture it in your mind in a different way. So understanding how you work through a series of assessments that we do at the beginning allows us to help you find your learning methods so something that suits your unique characteristics and um, so that's what we do and by doing this people can learn anything so we have professionals that use it to pass professional exams or to get promotions at work we have students that of course uh, I mean their job is to study so <laughs> that's perfectly suitable yeah, yeah. for them we have people that are looking for jobs that want to increase their competences in order to find the job that they really want or people that want to learn languages so that there is everyone needs to learn somehow that's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, that's obviously the fundamental element in progressing. You need to have that ability to learn to become more intelligent so that you can actually grow and um, increase your awareness of who you are and what you what you want to do with yourself. So how so two questions. How did you come up with the concept of 21 days? How what's significant about that? 
Oh, okay. So, uh, disclaimer, I didn't come up with it. Okay, not <laughs> you, but the company. <laughs> the company, exactly. Yeah. Right. Uh, in Italian, we say, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. And it's an Italian idiom <laughs> that we okay, use. Okay, okay. <laughs> always to keep the paternity of things. I mean, whoever invented it, it's right to mention it. Now, so the, the, I started working for the company uh, 10 years ago. So, okay. something you don't know. And uh, the name came of from the fact that we didn't want to convey the message that a course like this can be a magic wand. Given that the first part of the course that you do in a group is an overall full immersion weekend, because that is amazing. It gives you the energy of having other people, being surrounded by other people that are there for the same reason, and uh, you, you really break a lot of limits. It's extremely empowering. But you don't want people to think that that's enough, because Mm, I would be aware of any kind of course of this kind that is just uh, like a full immersion, one off and then bye bye. Because you need to have a, like a springboard like that, but then you need to create a habit. You need to embed the techniques in your everyday life. You need to make them part of how you do things. And in order to do that, the 21 days is a message because it's one of the times that people mention uh, as the time in order to create a habit. There's yes. a lot of research on that. Some people agree with 21 days, some people don't. But for most people, when you hear 21 days, you think about a habit. Yes. And so that's why the name genius in 21 days. So it's not genius overnight. It's yeah, genius yeah. in 21 days. Okay. But if you give us some of your time in order to help you create that habit, then it's like riding a bike. You learn a yeah. skill that becomes an ability and it's just part of you. That's fantastic. So how did you come to find this, this particular company? What, what was your journey towards this? So when I was 18, I had a friend who told me about this course. So he took it and he was a client of Genius in 21 Days and uh, he achieved amazing results. So he, he was very stuck with his exams. And in Italy, if you, um, if you don't pass the exams that you want, then you need to repeat the year at uni and uh, pay taxes again it's like no one wants to get in that yeah, situation. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and he was very behind so he had only a short time to catch up with all the exams that he had and he told me that in two weeks that he took six exams and I was like oh that's interesting and uh, I was about to start uni yeah so I thought okay something like that could be very helpful I went to see a demonstration and uh, I just loved it because I I had results at school very good results but I wasn't able to do the things that I saw during the demonstration. And so I was like, that's very fascinating. And I, I thought it could be just a great tool to have in my toolbox for life. Yes, so yes. I started doing it. At the time, it was very different. At the time, all the things that I mentioned about personalizing the method, we hadn't got to that far at the time. But, um, but it was very effective in terms of speed reading and uh, memory techniques and mind mapping, which, is, which was great. Then I fell in love with what, I, w I saw the, the change that people were having in their life, in their perception of themselves, in uh, really the kind of goals and dreams that they were daring to pursue. And so I asked my instructor if he could train me to become a, an instructor myself. And so I started my training in the company in order to become an instructor. So mm, like basically walk up the ladder in order to get and open your own location. Yeah. And, um, and be a, an independent entity with, your, with the same name, but a different uh, city. Yeah. And when it was time to open mine, what I, what I thought was that it would be amazing to come to the UK 
And so I brought it here to the UK uh, from Italy. So in Italy, there's like 30, between 30 and 40, like 38, I think right now, mm. uh, locations in Spain. There are 12. In the UK, there wasn't, not, there wasn't anything. Okay. So I decided to bring it here. Very entrepreneurial. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I've always loved the traveling. So I, I never imagined myself being in Italy for too long. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. Um, so did you did you finish your university course as well or did you do it alongside or did you just completely no. i dropped out okay. but the short answer is i dropped out of uni um longer answer is that the first year I wasn't working with a company in italy the um, the degree takes three years mm -hmm. and uh, i was studying international relations okay. and uh, because i've always wanted to travel as i mentioned i wanted to be, have a job that would allow me to be in touch with people I wanted to make a difference. And so I started that, but I wasn't really sure. I mean, that seemed to fit the, the things, you know, take all the boxes. Yeah. Um, so I started, but I wasn't, I mean, months and months in, I wasn't really convinced, especially one day in which a diplomat came and we had the opportunity to interview him. And what I saw was a lot of sadness and frustration because oh. he was saying, you know what's sad that we, we think about perfect solutions inside those four walls, but mm. then outside you already know that they will never be applied. And yeah. so I was like, do I really want to spend my life like that? And I'm sure yeah. there's so many people that do that have a great impact. But in that moment, that thing resonated with me a lot. Mm. And on the other side, I had found a genius in 21 days. I was a client at the time, but I saw, I stuck around, I met other people that had done it and I loved to see that. So I decided to start my training and the second year of uni, I did both. So both my training and uh, uni. Mm -hmm. However, for the third year, there were a lot of exams that I could take only if I was present in class. So if I had taken a class. And so at that point, also uni was 90 kilometers away from where, where I was working. Okay. So no, that was a fork. I had to choose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I chose for this because I knew that it would be my, my what I really wanted to do, you know, when, when you know it's your passion. It, Okay. yeah of, of course and my it's, parents it's, weren't that happy about that but but you, you, you kind of it seemed like you chose the option that would bring the most value value for what you could see and actually make an impact on the people that you're working with directly which Definitely. is a very good thing very <laughs> good thing so when you are now doing the course and and helping people what kind of methods would you use to to help because as uh because for myself i've qualified as a, an athletics coach so we've got various different methods. We've got a thing called chaining, where we tell people bits of a particular, uh, say, for example, a discipline, and then you play, put it together bit by bit, and then they've got the whole piece. Or you can directly tell them, or you can do a process of discovery, where we get them to do that and then make them aware of the various things that they're doing. If they're making a mistake, you ask them a question, is this the best option? And then they come to the realization that this is probably better doing it a different way so do you adopt things like that when you're training people very very interesting question so as i was mentioning earlier everyone learns in a different way mm. and so i believe that when you teach anyone if you're teaching one-to-one -one, you understand how that person learns and you tailor it to that person when mm. you're teaching to a group you need to find a way to include as much as possible different yes. ways of learning so uh what we do is a mixture there are some parts in which we there are more academic uh, academical so like we teach the theory then there's always a lot of practice there are other parts that i love immensely because they're based more on implicit learning so uh, people do stuff 
they don't realize what they're doing and then they realize that they've learned a skill and they are amazed and they never forget those things, especially because it's uh, first, I mean, the emotion that it creates when you realize that you've just done something without knowing that it was bad. And, uh, and also the, the fun that you have while learning because one component that I think is the necessary when you want to learn and uh, it relates also to what I was saying earlier about being passionate about learning is having a lot of fun. Yes. Now, fun is not usually associated to studying, learning. <laughs> so people really can't see the two words together. Yeah. But in reality, it, it is possible to have a lot of fun when you learn. When you learn will, while having fun, not only you enjoy it more, which is important in order to want to do it in the long term, mm. but also it helps you to remember things better. Yes. Because the hormones that you release when you are having fun are the same hormones that allow your brain to learn better. Yes. So in the moment in which we put the two things together, not, not only you enjoy more, but also it's much more effective. So that's very, very important. Yeah, that's a very interesting point because, you know, when we look uh, at our, when we were younger, a lot of how we learned things were through games and things like this and it really sticks and it really helps. And then for some reason in society, it just sort of changes and everything becomes very, very serious all of a sudden. And I, I think, that, I think we, that the schools didn't receive the memo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And um, so I'm going through your site and you've come up with a, a fantastic acronym for genius. Uh, can you explain <laughs> what each uh, part of that means and how it is applied and everything like that? It's really, really, really interesting. Sure. So um, the acronym relates to the fact that one of my learning styles is that I love playing with words. And so <laughs> now that my English is better, I can also play with English words and that makes yes. me very happy. So <laughs> the acronym that um, the acronym that I found is in the word the genius is the six steps that you need to go through in order to really become a genius. But in general, I would suggest you to find the similar steps in any kind of skill that you want to acquire. So the first one, G, stands for goals. So the first step is that you need to set your goals. And then, of course, they may vary. So there may be some people that have very specific goals when they come to us. So I need to pass this exam. I need to learn this language. Other people come with a different kind of goal that's fine anyway, which is I want to keep my brain sharp. I want to acquire these skills so that you never know when I need them. That's fine anyway, but you need to have a direction. Yeah. And we have letter E after G. And E stands for evaluation. So in order to personalize your method, you need to be evaluated. And evaluation includes a series of assessments and evaluations about your results, but most importantly about your abilities in learning and your styles. So I imagine you go to a personal trainer and they don't look at you. They have no clue how you are and they create a plan for you. It's yeah. like, Okay, no, they need to understand where you want to go and they need to understand how you are, how your body is, mm -hmm. and uh, according to the style that they use, they will, they will look at different aspects, no? Yep. And so we do the same. So we, there's a series of tests in order for you to um, clarify certain things and in order for us to understand how you learn. Mm -hmm. At that point, we have N, which is new techniques. So that's the part of the course, the full immersion weekend that I was saying, in which you acquire the new techniques. So you learn all the fundamentals and you put them in practice and you, the goal is for you to really learn the ABC so that then you can become able to write. So you need to learn, learn, learn new things. And after that, 
uh, we have I that stands for integration. So it's not enough to learn them during the weekend, but you need to apply them in your everyday life. And so we have a series of sessions, uh, technique practice sessions that you can come to after the weekend in which you really smoothen the application of all the techniques. So you become, uh, you just master them. So they become second nature. Yeah. And after I, we have you, and you stands for uniqueness. So this is the aspect that I think I haven't found anyone else doing it like this in a, in a course, like the one that we do. So understanding how you work so that you have a personal mentor that works with you as a personal trainer today. I just found out you're a personal trainer too. So yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. why the metaphor works very, very well. Yeah. So as a personal trainer, your mentor works with you one-to-one for seven one-hour sessions in which they take everything that you are and that you want to achieve and they help you create your own learning method because we don't want you just to achieve great results in the next few weeks or months but we want you to be able to achieve the results that you want forever so yeah. you need to learn how to be autonomous how to apply the techniques to any kind of learning goal that you may have yeah. and then s which is always important support system. So there's a community, there are webinars, training sessions that our clients have access to. And you're just part of a group of people, of an environment of people that have achieved certain results. And that of course pushes you to uh, do more, to be more committed, to raise the bar. And uh, that's fantastic because you can retake the course later on throughout the year so that you can look at it with a different perspective after achieving certain results. You meet a lot of great people, you create connections. So this, I think, is a, an aspect that makes it uh, more and more uh, valuable. Okay, that sounds great. So with this genius method, how have you applied this to your life? Has there been a particular situation where you've been able to apply this and each step to your life in a personal sense or work sense or anywhere? So for sure, um, there's many. So it's hard to pick one, but I could say, for example, I mean, the fact that I'm speaking English here, it's already one application because I'm not any, I mean, it's on my mother tongue. Yeah. And uh, so I learned, for example, uh, English, I could speak some, okay, before, before taking Genius in 21 days as a course, but I wasn't uh, this fluent. So I could understand, I, um, I could say some things, but I wouldn't have been able to run a course or to uh, coach clients and so on. So English, I learned Spanish like this as well. Okay, fantastic. Um, and then in terms of uh, uh, university exams, when I was going to uni, I... Of course, I would have never, when I decided to be an instructor, I had the temptation of dropping out of uni before when I actually did. But I told myself, no, first I need to create the reference that I achieve great results. Otherwise, what am I? I mean, I, I yes. believe in, you need to be consistent if you want to teach something, no? So yeah. that was my task at the time. And one of the things that we teach is also, if you don't want to do it, but you have to do it, you find a way to do it. So uh, I did it and I had great results there. And then business. In business, um, the, the amount of ideas that you can have, I believe that creativity comes from linking all dots in new ways. And learning like this allows you to have a lot of dots. So having a lot of uh, knowledge that you get from articles, books. Uh, I, I constantly have new books, new, new things. Then I like a paper, so uh, <laughs> like books. Yeah. Not always, uh, but uh, most of them are not ebooks. Are just so in my house is full of books and stuff because yeah. 
that creates the structure that then your mind can work with and yes. find the new ideas. And that's very, very, very important. So uh, being efficient in business, being productive, people at times look at me and it's like, how can you do all these things? And I'm like, I mean, I teach it. So that's why, yeah. not that I'm a superwoman. I just teach it's techniques that you can apply exactly. so that you can really be productive and uh, less stress, have a lot of fun while doing it. You know, I see here in London, there's so many people that do a lot of stuff, but they're stressed out at the end of the day. They're not happy. They go to bed with that feeling of another day, rather than the excitement that you have when you're building your dream, when you're doing things that you love, when you're doing a lot of things, but you're, it's like a passion. So yeah. it's not, oh my God, I'm working all day. It's like, yeah, I'm working all day. I mean, if, if you want to call it work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can totally relate to that because personally I'm doing quite a few things at the same time and people are always like, oh, how can you do this, that and the other? And it's, it's just one of these things where I, when I went to university, I realized how long 24 hours actually is. Because when you are at university, you've got maybe three or four lectures in the day, if, if that, and then the rest of the time is yourself. So you've got a real sort of um, understanding of time management and everything like this. So when you, if you apply those techniques, the things that you're talking about, various other things and tools that you've picked up over time, if you structure a day, you can get quite a lot done. Like if you spend a couple of hours here, like when I wrote my, my book, the little book of empowerment, you know, I would just write. And when I did that, I wrote the whole thing in four days because I, I sat down and I dedicated a certain amount of time. And I said, I'm going to hit 2000 words every single day. Boom, 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 knocked it out completely. And that was that. And you just structure yourself. And then after that, I went to do my paintings. And then after that, I did this something else, you know, so you just structure your day in such a way. And I think a lot of people don't choose, maybe choose unhelpful things. So they become unproductive. So for example, whereas I would choose to do these, that's and the other, someone might go to the pub and socialize for three or four hours. Whereas for me, that's, that's not as productive as it could be. And in that time, I could have got closer to finishing my book, painted three or four paintings, made a few, you know, contacts and this, that and the other and progressed myself in a different way. So I think it comes down to choices as well. Definitely. It comes down Definitely. to choices. So what happens in the course when you meet someone that's particularly div difficult, they've got a limiting uh, belief in their mind where they believe they've got like certain life experiences, which have told them that they're not good enough or they're not worthy of something and they're looking for your course to give you the answers but really they're not quite there so i love the course for how it's structured because it helps to help these people a lot as well so with the fact that somehow all of us have some limiting beliefs uh, in terms mm -hmm. of what we can achieve or what we are worth uh, and so on what happens during the course is that there's uh, so the work that you do before the weekend. So with the, all the assessment, the delivery of your tests. So you get to know what's already on a deep level and that allows you already to unlock certain things. And then after you have unlocked those aspects, you come to the weekend and during the weekend, uh, um, it's just so engaging and interactive that at times there are people that have a bit more resistance because they, you know, they see the results that they would like to have, but they don't feel they will be able to achieve them. And so uh, if they're at the course, it's already because they want to, okay? Otherwise they wouldn't yes. be there. Yeah. But that resistance is there. It's like conflict that at times you have. And so the way the course is structured is it gradually takes you to break one belief after the other, after the other without realizing most of the times. 
and uh, in a very engaging way, interactive, practical, so that you're doing stuff and at the end you realize that you're different and you're like, wow, I, how did that happen? Now I believe that I can do it, for example, taking the example that, that you were mentioning, no? or now I believe that I can really learn that language or that I, I can start uni or I can finish uni I, or I can get the job that I want, I can have the role that I want. And that, that's, uh, that's very powerful for me. And so in that, I think that the style, so first of all, of course, the trainers. Um, so I train the course and then there are some mentors, our mentors that also hold some parts of the course. And all of us, when we are in front of the room or on the screen right now, because yeah. <laughs> I'm knocked down, um, when we are talking with all the, the clients at the course, what we make sure of is that we, first of all, we need to have zero judgment. And that's something that, it's very, very important because the energy that you have does most of the job. If people speak with me and they know that I'm not judging at all and they understand them, they already allow themselves to feel more free. Very often people don't allow themselves to change because they, they feel that you want to approve of them, that you will judge. And that becomes their biggest limit. Consider that the school environment is also like that. So at school, we learn to be a bit afraid of asking questions, for example, because people could point the finger at us or um, having fun. If you laugh at school, uh, you're in <laughs> detention <laughs> rather than, uh, oh, wow, well done that you're having fun. So, yeah. of course, uh, there's a, mm, I don't want to criticize the school system because I think it's much more complex than, than this, but that's a mechanism that happens. And yeah. so when you are again in that school environment, maybe haven't been in a long time, certain dynamics may come again. Mm. And so what we need to make sure of is that we understand them and that they feel that we understand them. And when that happens with how the course is structured, the job is not that hard in helping them to break the limits. What I, what I think the genius has that I love, and that's, we also run some personal development courses, that, which is fantastic, but genius helps you to break limits in a different way. Because when you are actually able to do things that are tangible things, that looked impossible before, and then you do them, and you can't doubt. I mean, it's like, it's on paper, mm. you, you see it, you're like yeah. before you weren't able to do it and now you are. And, yeah. and that shakes a certain things because it's very tangible. So even people that are more rational or fact-oriented, yeah. they see it and they're like, okay, how can I doubt now? Where, where do I find the excuse now? No? And yeah. then this unlocks a certain things that yes. some people wouldn't be ready to unlock if it was just a course on other topics because they mm. would be less tangible maybe. Yeah. And um, this helps them really shift. And, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it just shows and highlights the importance of actually doing something practical and not just theoretical all the time, because when it's theoretical, it's intangible and you can create all sorts of illusions around that and sort of open the door to self-doubt and all sorts of things like that. So when you actually physically, like you said, when you actually physically see the results, it's undeniable. You can't, you know, those limiting beliefs just suddenly go out of the window. Uh, so, yeah, it's just fantastic. Well, the hormonal side you were speaking about earlier, when you start to have this, uh, you know, you, you begin to begin to build this efficacy at the, you know, you can do stuff like, you know, let's say the first thing in the morning you do is make your bed and you start doing these small tasks in the morning. So you start raising these hormones and these feelings that you can actually do stuff. So it's perfect that you show them again, the end that you can do this. There's no excuse to, to believe you can't. Yes. And then always feeling 
still allowed to make mistakes. So yes. you, you don't want to end up then in the other direction. So now that I've done it, I can't fail anymore <laughs> because then yeah. you create another block. And <laughs> no, that's not the goal. So it's okay. Now you've done it and it's one step. Your 100% today may be different from your 100% tomorrow. The, the goal is give your 100%, but aware that it, you don't evaluate it day by day. You're evaluating the longer run. So with the people need to allow themselves to make mistakes. Mm. People need to allow themselves to fail. Otherwise, paralysis comes in and people don't do stuff. And there's sabotage and uh, there's yeah, sabotage. There's fears that you're stuck. And that's not how you create the life that you want. So feeling very free. I, I, the, the concept of freedom for me is very, very important. And uh, I think that feeling free starts from uh, feeling free to be judged without being affected by that, feeling free to make mistakes without uh, thinking, okay, I'm less worth it, or just feel free to be yourself. And then we bring out the best. Yeah, it's an interesting concept about the failure thing because that's going around a lot in the sort of development sort of areas now. People are coming, uh, approaching things in a different way, saying that, you know, seeing failures for what they are is just an just a temporary illusion to say that you didn't, you wasn't quite up to the mark at that point, but you've got another opportunity. You've learned something and you can move on and always correct it at a later stage. And some people even actively encourage problems so that it helps them actually develop their mind to create answers to be able to help them and, and move forward uh, do you adopt that kind of approach so i i don't create problems on purpose when there is a problem it's it's something that's actually welcomed as opposed to being something that's scared because then it gives you an opportunity to actually try to figure something out and really come up with a new angle and be innovative and all those sorts of things i think there are two kinds of problems that we could have on one side we have problems that we can actually change so we find we can find a solution to that specific problem other times there are things that we can't change in themselves but then we can learn how to turn into an opportunity. Because at times there are people that say everything is good. No? Maybe not everything is good in itself. But I think that as human beings, we have the ability to turn every situation into something that is an opportunity or a gift for us. So, for example, when I, uh, I came to London, when I had to choose where to come, London wasn't my plan A. My plan A was to go to the States. And I even went there, explored, understood how it worked. I really wanted to live in the States and uh, open Genius in 21 Days there. But when we applied for the visa, it was rejected. Yeah. And so in that moment, that's one of those things that you can't change. Mm. There's not that in that moment you can say, okay, now I can change it. And uh, I'll, ask, uh, I'll ask the guy, hey, please give yeah. me the visa. No, it, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. So I was like, I can either wait for some months, understand, uh, even though they don't tell you what's wrong in the application and uh, do it again, mm. or I can see another solution. And in that moment, I thought, listen, I speak English. I want to go to an English speaking country. The UK was still part of Europe at the time. Yeah. So I was like, okay, why not? And uh, the founder of Genius in 21 Days, who's my instructor, a very good friend of mine, Luca Lorenzoni, he, he, was, he jumped in and he said, absolutely, do that. And so I came to London and by falling in love with London, I, I thought, okay, I, I really don't want to be in the States anymore. And yeah, it turned out to be a huge <laughs> gift. 
Yeah. I would have never thought about London. I don't know why London didn't come to mind before, but it didn't. That was the journey that I had to, to go through, right? And, yeah. uh, and so it's amazing because uh, now I'm here and I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have met the people that I've met. I wouldn't have uh, uh, created a company in the way I have created it here. And I wouldn't be working with the people that I'm working with here. So, so many things that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't turned that failure mm. into an opportunity to look at the thing from a different perspective. Yes, that's it. So, um, I agree absolutely, 100%. Yeah, that's great. That, that, that allowed you to discover a new element to yourself and create a new version of, the, of what you originally thought of, of doing. So how is the company in London different from how it is in Italy or Spain? Have you created, managed to create your own sort of version of, of what you're doing and made it unique? Um, Yes, again, it's um, problems that turn into opportunities because, for example, in Italy uh, and Spain, we work mostly with university students, which is fantastic. And I love when we have a university students of the course here. However, um, the way university works here is very different from uh, Italy and Spain. There's uh, a series of reasons why initially we were trying to get to university students because we were in the, okay, let's do like we did in Italy but it didn't work out the same way. However, uh, here we end up working with a lot of young professionals and business owners, and that has expanded a lot of things. London uh, and the UK work in a different way in terms of business compared to Italy. So adjusting, adapting, and London is also so full of cultures from everywhere in the world that uh, I, I really had to change a few things because Italians are amazing. I love Italians. Yeah. I'm Italian. But we, we don't have a perspective of the global world at times. Yeah. And so we're very Ita Italy-centric, let's say. Yeah. And so having the opportunity to really meet people from everywhere in the world and adjust the delivery of the course, but also certain concepts, certain ways of teaching certain things at two different cultures, that's very, very powerful. And so that's, that's different. And, um, and then, of course, every center will be different. So what I love about Genius in 21 Days in general is that we're all the same brand. We teach the same things. We, we gather every month. Uh, right now, we do online every week, every two weeks or so, even better, mm -hmm. to share knowledge, to share strategies. We have great collaborations with, the, in, in English, I think it's called Center of National Research, Council of National Research mm -hmm. in Italy which is the biggest Italian associations of researchers. It's one of the 10 biggest in the world. So we have uh, uh, a collaboration with the researchers there in order to divulge the research that they have done in this 20 years. Mm -hmm. uh, we have uh, psychologists, psychiatrists, we have uh, um, scientists that are working with us. And that's something that you can achieve as a team. Mm -hmm. If it was just one person, yeah. it would be harder to create. All, it would take much longer. Yes. I think that as a team, you can go not just uh, further, but at a certain point also faster because everyone can uh, focus on different aspects and you can mm -hmm. grow faster. And uh, so. yeah, but everyone, uh, just to close the point, uh, everyone uh, keeps their own individuality. So everyone mm -hmm. runs their center in a different way. And, uh, and that's amazing because all of us, if you, if you met us all in a room, we're all very different from each other. Like how can they but we share common values, a common direction, common mission. And, uh, and then of course that 
yeah you're you everyone everyone's goal you you answered the question in the same way you just want to add value and make sure people get to achieve the things that they're, they're out for and once you've all got that unified goal it doesn't really matter where you come from individually you will all unify at that one that one end goal um i'm curious if um the lessons that you've learned in the uk have, have your colleagues in the other in spain spain and italy said have they been able to take lessons that you've they you've learned and implement it in their countries and their cultures oh that's very nice so um right now we have centers in switzerland spain italy there's one center in the us now and uh, ghana and right. here nice. and so i learned a lot also from ghana because when we ran the first course in Ghana, uh, basically one of our mentors, our senior mentor is originally from Ghana. So he's British, but his heritage is from Ghana. And so when he took Genius, he really wanted to bring it there as well and, and to just give this opportunity to, to people there. And so we, we started this project and last year we went to Ghana and we ran a lot of courses in Ghana. And uh, one thing that I learned during the first course, we had a lot of children because a school was extremely uh, fascinated by the concept. And so they, they invited a lot of families and, and so there were a lot of children. And it's a long time. I mean, it's a food immersion weekend, as I was mentioning. So we weren't sure how they would take it. Then it was very, very hot. So, yes. okay, what can we do? And we started introducing a series of uh, uh, activities for initially for children but we realized that the adults were enjoying a lot and that was like okay interesting so we tried it in london and in london we thought okay you know they're more professional business oriented maybe and they enjoyed it so much and they learned so much easier and so we started introducing it and i know that um, some people in italy now have asked me because they've seen uh, maybe you know that as i mentioned you can retake the course also in other for a year and at yeah. times we have some people that take it in italy italians but then they want to practice their english and so they come and retake it here uh, or some mentors that want to practice english and they come and um, attend here and so it's nice because some of these mentors have brought back to their centers some aspects so like these kinds of activities or the um, the way we some some of the training that we have created specifically for here but that are now being spread also there so it's uh, it's very very interesting how you can really exchange uh, exchange knowledge okay interesting yeah that sounds that sounds really really good um so what would you say is the coming to england is the biggest cultural impact on you like personally and how like adopting for example you as you said they have different educational systems in spain and italy and england what was the biggest challenge you faced uh, or had to overcome with people that have been educated in this country uh, to try and break a particular habit that may not have been as helpful as it could have been or could be that's a very interesting one yeah uh, so i would say i think there is a couple of aspects so i don't know if it is uk or if it is london because london is i mean its own reality yeah in Okay, but one thing that I've noticed, so here people are much more polite and are much more professional, which has a lot of advantages and also some disadvantages. So mm -hmm. the fact that they are more professional is great. However, at times it became the excuse not to get certain messages. So um, at times it's like uh, a bit of a know-it-all attitude from some people that have been very educated and so on, yep. that helps to create barriers to change then these barriers go down, but it slows down the process. 
and uh, so that's uh, that's an interesting one or this politeness or not saying the things directly because mm. you can't and so uh in italy if you have a problem you just discuss it and you say it here yeah. several times it happened that maybe someone had a situation but they wouldn't tell you or they wouldn't tell their mentor they would tell someone else and so that it, it would come to you and you're like i'm here i'm i never yeah <laughs> i've never bit anyone i'm like just talk no but yeah. it's culture you, if, if as an italian you would take it personally so you would say why why didn't you talk with me and um, and you would feel disrespected yeah, but but uh, it happened on some people that i know have a high respect for the mentor that they were talking about or for the the person they were talking about but it was just their way of uh, not wanting to be aggressive but wanting the message to come across so yes. like understanding certain dynamics is very very important because it helps you to uh, to just lower that barrier yeah it it comes back to the the one of the points you made earlier but having a safe secure area to be able to communicate and creating that environment is so important as you just demonstrated because if that person obviously may not have felt culturally not felt comfortable to be able to speak to you directly because in english culture it is something that we do it's very indirect if especially if we have a problem um so yeah it's it's very important that um you create that environment and this and it's good for you to sort of make those people aware uh, as soon as they sort of enter the course to do that and i think that's a good thing i think more people need to do that it needs to be adopted more um especially in england because you, you miss out on a lot of stuff where people could be suffering or not happy with a particular thing and they don't say anything until the point gets to something that's just unbelievable, especially in their mind, it gets so big and you, it takes a lot longer to unravel everything. True. Unlock, yeah. I always say kill, kill the monster until it's small. Yeah, so when it's small, yeah. Care, the more it's yeah big and so it's hard to to face afterwards but if you start immediately that's it and so as a, a trainer my role once i spot this thing no what's the role it's not in just saying okay they're different but it's understanding okay how can i get through that barrier in throughout the course already so that this situation doesn't even arise next time and so it's always a learning curve because you you understand certain things and so you try to tweak the way you say one one thing or the other so that the environment that they feel part of is also an environment in which they feel safer also to say something that mm, they wouldn't have said to anyone outside. Yeah, it's really interesting, especially with uh, communication, especially with the, the language you use also. Um, do you find that, just as you said, you're learning the language that you found that when you translate things from Italian to English in your mind, that it may not be the right word maybe and you had to learn to how to address because obviously saying certain words creates different sort of images in your mind and you have completely different reactions from you know even if your intentions are good yeah that uh, that happens a lot culturally in italians in it, so italians are not pc okay yeah. at all so we have a lot of uh, even idioms that we just use without realizing just but they are they can really be um not nice and yeah. uh but about i mean racist the sexist the politically incorrect like uh, but it's like but not because we're bad people but just because that's how we have always been used to being and talking and and so uh, at the beginning this was very very important to understand and say okay wait you can't say that thing 
And fortunately, we have had some great uh, friends and clients here that have trained us on these things because for us, it was just, why can you not? I mean, it's just normal. What's the problem? There's no bad intention. There's no, no, you cannot. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> so we learned, we learned at times with mistakes. And, um, but even things on um, which certain cultures are very touchy. Yeah. Uh, touchy because of course, they, those things have been part of their history. Uh, I remember there was uh, there was an example that was made in Italy in uh, one part in which you teach how to memorize a, a foreign word. Okay, so something extreme, not personal at all. It's just really a technique. But in an example that was made, uh, the um, how, how do you call them here? Double S. But the Nazi were were, were mentioned. Yeah. And uh, and once we had a lady at the course that was half Japanese and half German. And in that moment, she started crying and she left the room. Wow. And, uh, and initially, we, I mean, we couldn't really understand. We, understood, we spoke with her and everything sorted, was sorted and, and yeah. fine. But that was a, a big uh, point for me because it was like, yeah. okay, wait. That's something. Also, there wasn't any comment about the Nazis. It was just mentioned. So it wasn't even yeah. one of the most un-PC things, <laughs> non-PC things that we say. But yeah. um, but it was very impactful for her, mm. and so I think that as Italians, one thing that we had to learn um, was to go beyond the judgment that could happen because the Italian normal reaction would be, "Yeah, come on, it was just. I mean, why uh, you're exaggerating? No, yeah, and that would be the normal Italian reaction. But you can't <laughs> think like that yeah. here. And uh, and so learning how to really feel for the person mm. and. Uh, empathize yes. and then tweak certain things so that that example is not part of the course anymore for example but like yes. <laughs> just understand that so tweak some parts but also make sure that you yeah that you empathize more with what the person could feel according to the culture that they come from yeah that's very important to have that empathy and respect for other people because you don't know their journey and when you're coming into a, a situation like this where you're first meeting them you have no idea obviously you had no idea of her past or whatever she must have gone through for her to react like that so it's very important to really stare as middle down the, the middle as you possibly can be so yeah it's, yeah it's an interesting <laughs> interesting thing um, that we had to get <laughs> yeah so so what do you see uh, for what you're doing in the future? How, how do you see things uh, moving on in the future and how do you progress? Have you got some new, new ideas, new techniques, new tools that you want to implement that are in the works at the moment? So always new ideas and new things. So one of my musts in life is that we run the course once or twice a month, it depends. Um, Every course, there needs to be something different from the course before. So something improved, something like even a small tweak, something that makes it better. Because if you do like that month by month by month, I mean, if you came uh, to see our course now and you had taken it two years ago, you wouldn't recognize it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the concepts are there, but it, it, it's, uh, it's completely different and improved because it's, that's the purpose of life. And also to keep evolving, to it's keep something. growing. And uh, that's important. And um uh, right now we are coming out with a book so in a couple of weeks so there, it will be published and so that will be a, a big step that uh, we and what's the title of this book and what's it about give us a little short yes. pitch. <laughs> so it's called the genius by choice yeah and uh, it's about uh, some of the techniques that we teach at the course 
and the one, all the ones that you can learn without real personalization, because of course in a book you can't personalize uh, things, mm-hmm. but uh, it's most of the techniques that you can learn without a per- personalization. So it walks you through all the stages of learning. And when you learn, you always need to keep in mind that there are five stages of learning and another acronym because I love <laughs> the yeah, thing with yeah. time. So first you need to prepare. So you need to organize your time in order to be able to do it, your motivation, to have the right strategy. Then you need to read and so understand how to read faster, more effectively with less distraction, absorbing more. And then you need to internalize information. So process the information, decode it, uh, organize it so all the aspect of really translating what is written into the way your mind thinks Mm -hmm. then you need to memorize what you want to remember and remember it also in the long term when needed and then e stands for expression because once you've learned something you want to make sure that you can perform as well so that includes uh, performing under stress uh, public speaking expressing your ideas clearly because very often people know things but if you can't express them clearly you can't showcase your preparation so it walks through it walks you through all these stages and um, teaches you a lot of things that you can apply in each of them that's fantastic that's really good so we've got that coming up in the future um in terms of where you're going to do with this particular course do you feel like you can take it to a different country a little bit further down the line is that dream of america still there in your mind so the interesting thing is this that uh lockdown has been a great opportunity in this sense because we used to run the course only in person and uh, we have our office in morgate and um, and so people would come there and we would run it there and that of course created a limit in terms of space in terms of space of the room and in terms of uh, uh, place mm-hmm. and location. So um, right now with lockdown, we have had people from a lot of different countries that have enrolled for our course, really? and that's amazing. So we have uh, some clients that took the course in London that uh, are from America though, and so from the United States. And so actually, funnily enough, we are I'm also there, working with the States right now, and uh, it's, it's fantastic because it's, um, it's like closing cycles, right? Yes, exactly. And, um, and then we have people from uh, from dif- from a lot of different countries. So absolutely, uh, I would like to when when lockdown ends. Uh, what I would like to do is on one side to keep running courses online. So we will go back to running them also live for those people that can come here because it's nice. You see people, and uh, that's amazing. But um, also online because uh, i think it gives us a great opportunity to reach more people and uh, people that otherwise wouldn't be able to learn all these things so that's for sure and then i'm training new instructors so most of our mentors so we have some mentors that are that do something else in their life but they've gone through all the training to become mentors and they mentor our clients there are other mentors that uh, are in a journey to become instructors themselves and so they are learning everything that they need to learn in order to be able to open their own location and so the idea is to expand like this so to have um, a lot of wonderful people that will be instructors themselves and that will have their own place uh, where they can run the course from that sounds really good you're really empowering people to really get out there and do their own thing which is really great really really great okay so let's let's uh, finish off with a few questions for you so Name me three things, three qualities that you believe are your strongest qualities 
and then three qualities that you wish you want to improve on using the methods that you teach and how you'll get there. Sure. So qualities that I believe I have that are my strong suits are the empathy in terms of understanding the person that's in front of me, the intelligence, so intelligence in a broad sense of having different kinds of intelligence and um, like creativity or, or everything that's related to intelligence and uh, um, lightness. So taking things uh, like living life as a, as a game, not getting too heavy when thing, bad things happen, but finding a solution and uh, enjoying. I, perspective on, on things. Oops, you're breaking up a bit. How many days in, and that ties, I mean, ties into the, the sense of making a difference. Yeah. And um, in terms of the ones that I want to improve, Yes. So I believe you can always improve all qualities. <laughs> so, uh, it, and I, it's always hard for me to rank things uh, just so you know for the future. No, but, it's, it's not ranking, <laughs> just there's three things. <laughs> I don't know, I was thinking, um, for sure, I would like to uh, become even better at managing resources. So at times I, I tend to, I'm a hard worker, so I tend to do a lot of stuff. Mm. And uh, I want to become a more able to manage resources in terms of time and people mostly um, in order to to focus on one specific goal i'm creative sometimes i'm a bit a lot of ideas and one thing that i'm learning i'm focusing on right now is okay one thing at a time so you implement this idea and then you move on to the next one and then to the next one otherwise all your energy is a bit dispersed yes um so that's uh, two i think we can include you know? <laughs> and uh, the third one <laughs> uh, now the third one that i want to improve right now is uh, um, so i'm studying a lot in terms of business growth so we have always run business uh, with a lot of passion, a lot of attitude, but not. I haven't really um, studied how to run a business uh, mm. in details with all the financial aspect and so on. And so that's something that I've uh, that I've started working on a lot. And so uh, I think that it's fundamental because if you if you want to really grow and expand in a certain way, you cannot just have a family-run business, but you need to move on to the next stage. And so uh, that's what I'm doing now. So in order to really grow, what we want to do is to, uh, so my responsibility, so what I am doing, not the other guys can keep yeah. enjoying for now, but uh, <laughs> like studying all these aspects so that um, you can uh, read through the numbers of certain things. Uh, and uh, that ties very well into the creativity part because it allows you to understand which ideas to give space to right now rather mm -hmm. than others. And, um, and at that point you can really, expand so um, yeah so it's that's, that's sustainable that's, sustainable growth yes sustainable. and that's something that can 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 work very well with the course you were saying skills that you can improve through your program this is for sure studying all these things uh, it's much easier now that i have the that i know how to apply the techniques yeah exactly that's good okay so winston do you have any other questions you'd like to um, ask i've no, just been fascinated by what you're doing uh, like uh, gavin and i as you know we're both into personal development and uh, coaching people so, so it's, it's really interesting hearing your way of doing things there's a lot of things that i can resonate with in the way that i speak to clients so, so 
is very interesting and I'm uh, wishing you the best with that in the future. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, the same here. It's been fantastic talking to you and you've got some great acronyms there. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure your book is going to do very, very well and your course is going to expand because it sounds like a really worthwhile thing to do and to really give people that sort of structure and education to be able to then apply it to other things. I feel like it's missing, especially in the early stages of our education. I believe these things are fundamental for us to really improve and set us up better for life. And we shouldn't really have to find it as adults, even though it is available. It should be something that's part of our growth. Uh, so yeah, great, great job. Sounds fantastic. <laughs> Thank you very uh, much. I don't know if you've had a chance to, uh, to attend our free masterclass yet, but I would suggest you to do if you're interested in the topic because uh, we, we, we explain some of these things, also some angles that didn't come out uh now so it can be interesting to watch yeah yeah I'd, I'd, yeah i'd love to I'd love to see that um it's so it's your opportunity now to promote your stuff um tell us where we can find you your so, instagrams your okay. websites just the whole do the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> so let's start no the website is genius in 21 days.co.uk Yep. Um, and there you find already a lot of resources in the blog. Uh, you find how to book for the free masterclass and so on. Then on Instagram, you find this as Genius21UK. And there we put tips uh, and uh, suggestions. So you can already have a lot of free resources. And, um, and then uh, we have our Facebook page, Genius in 21 Days UK. So mostly right now we are using uh, Instagram. We're using uh, the blog. And uh, uh, we have opened uh, just very, very recently a YouTube channel where we put tips that you can learn about learning. So it's tips in general to excel at work, exams and languages. So you will find the different tips and, um, and that's called the Genius in 21 Days UK. Brilliant. That sounds like you got all bases covered. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. Okay, so we'll wrap it up there. Okay, I've uh, been Gavin Nassine and this is Winston Williams, uh, joined by the lovely Julia from uh, Genius in 21 Days. Um, and thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much.